which is Maidana. Well, okay, but you are someone with a history of domestic violence yourself. You've even been to jail for it. Why should fans root for you with this kind of history? Um, everything has been allegations. Uh, nothing has been proven, so, you know, that's life. Well, I mean, the incident you went to jail for, the mother of your three children did show some bruising, a concussion when she went to the hospital. It was your own kids who called the police, gave them a detailed description of the abuse. There's been documentation. Mm -hmm. um, once again, uh, no pictures, just hearsay and allegations. And I signed a plea bargain. So, once again, not true. But the website Deadspin recently detailed seven separate physical assaults on five different women that resulted in arrest or citation. I mean, are we really supposed to believe all these women are lying, including the incidents when there were witnesses, like your own kids? Well, everybody actually, um, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You know, when it's all said, said and done, only God can judge me. One. Single. Simulcast. Single simulcast, episode 158. Fat Man Wild in the building. Rashani's in the building. I'm laughing already. If you're checking out the show, you're checking us out, I appreciate it. On um, Stitcher, Podomatic, iTunes, singlesimulcast.com, which is still the movement. Um, share with your friends, let them know what's going on. Um, so, Floyd Mayweather is kind of like an a idiot. I really think that's the only way for me to really say that. Um, not only is he unable to read. I mean, that's a given. Apparently, I'm not supposed to talk about the fact that he can't read, even though he can't read. Um, I'm supposed to also gloss over the fact that he is a famed... He is he infamous? Is that the word I'm trying to think of? He's infamous for putting hands on the female type. And I'm not talking about let me lick you up and down till you say stop. I mean like violence. Domestic violence. He's an abuser. And so that immediately puts him in my POS uh file. Um it was funny to hear him talking about um, when Rachel Nichols, who you heard earlier, uh, was talking to Floyd Mayweather about his attacks on women, seven in total. I just want to point that out for all y'all who enjoyed watching his fight this past week, that apparently he's been training. Um, seven, including one... Uh, of his children's mother where they said they were going to call the cops on him and he said he was going to kill them if they called the cops because you know apparently stitches and snitches and Floyd Mayweather and women all go hand in hand um when he was asked by Rachel Nichols about said abuse he uh, said that it was all a lie. He said that uh, he was innocent, even though he um, went to court, and that it was all a bunch of uh, rumors. Rumors. All seven of them were rumors. 
Look at all these rumors around me every day. Just heard another one that Floyd punched somebody in the face. Um, they were all rumors, speculation, and lies. Like his kids are just going to lie on him for no reason. Um, and said that he went to court and uh, had, had a plea bargain. So he was innocent. But here's the thing about plea bargains. I can tell you right now, not because I have been through it, but a friend of a friend of a friend of, okay, it was my cousin, has been through a situation where if you take a plea bargain, you are admitting guilt. A plea bargain is actually admitting wrongdoing in some shape or form but you are pleading for mercy. It is a plea bargain. In exchange for me saying this, I will take that. But apparently Floyd, (laughs) he didn't read the contract. So, you know, he thought the plea bargain meant he was scot-free. You know, you tell the truth, you don't get in trouble. Reading is fundamental, children. Anyhow... She uh, continued to ask him about his uh, nefarious ways, and he then goes ahead and breaks into the uh, long-beloved outlaws of outlaws, which is only God can judge me. And before I go any further into that, I just want to say, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that saying more than anything else. As a matter of fact, I have adopted that saying as the new, I give no fucks. Hey, Derek, why'd you do that? Only God can judge me. Hey, Derek, why don't you cook dinner for the kids? Only God can judge me. Hey, Derek, why are you uh, running over people in the road with your car? Only God can judge me. You're giving me a guilty plea, Judge? Only God can judge me. Which, by the way, I just want to point out, Floyd, you're wrong. Apparently a judge can judge you and sentence you to years in prison or months. Uh, So that whole only God can judge me movement doesn't go nearly as far as you want it to. Here's the thing about only God can judge me. I don't think I'm enough of a badass to utilize the phrase only God can judge me on a day-to-day basis. You see, that's not Floyd's first time at the rodeo for only God can judge me. When he was asked before about putting hands on his kids, he said only God can judge me. When he was asked why he was ducking Manny Pacquiao, he said only God can judge me. Apparently... Only God can judge me. It's like his outclaws for everything. Why didn't you clean up your room? Shit, nigga. Only God can judge me. I don't read Ecclesiastics. I don't read Song of Solomon. Shit, I only read Judges. Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me is a statement that is very, very, very frequently uh, utilized incorrectly. Um, it's not going to get you anywhere you need to be. And I think it needs to be said um, that 
and I'm just putting this out there. Anyone who says the statement, only God can judge me in defense of pretty indefensible actions should probably be pretty fearful of God's judgment. If I say only God can judge me while I'm in front of a judge, I'm probably doing something wrong. If I'm saying only God can judge me when somebody asks me about allegations, I know I'm doing something wrong. Tupac and Floyd Mayweather, those were the two guys I know who say only God can judge me on a consistent basis. I don't know anyone in the streets who uses that terminology. Do you? Seriously. Oh, and by the way, um, another person got deactivated from their football team today for putting hands on a woman. Way to go, NFL. Um, only God can judge me. I am going to use that all the time. Derek, why didn't you finish that report? Only God can judge me, fool. See where I'm going with this? use it as my out clause apparently it is the cure-all for everything right and if not that I'm looking at it wrong I gotta be looking at it wrong but if I am oh well only God can judge me fat man play the music this single simulcast Nah, hold off on that, fat man. You know what? I'm still thinking about this. Do you realize how brittle of a defense only God can judge me is? That is the most flimsy of defenses that I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, yo, um, where were you on the night of this murder? Dude, only God can judge me. I'm not answering any of your questions. Boom, you're hemmed up. Like, if you want to look guilty, say something petulant like that. Say only God can judge me when you get asked a question like that. I triple dog dare you with a backflip and a gainer, homie. Hey, what is your position on abortion? Only God can judge me. At that point, we already know that you're against it. Or you're for it. Whatever one people around you think is evil. Hey, what do you think about rights for uh, women in Iraq? Psh, only God can judge me. We instantly know you're against it. Anything that you say, if you say only God can judge me, I'm going to believe you did whatever you're, whatever you're trying to defend yourself against. And I know it's not fair, and that's probably not the way you wanted it to turn out, but she, when it's all said and done, only God can judge me for judging you, right? Just dumb. Go ahead, man. Now you can play the music. Only God can judge me. That right? Only God, man. Nobody else. Nobody else. All you other motherfuckers, get out of my business. Ready? Perhaps I was drawn to the facts. Stabbed in the back. I couldn't trust my own homies. The bucks, dirty facts. Will I succeed? Paranoid from the weed. And hocus pocus try to focus, but I can't see. And in my mind, I'm a blind man doing time. Look to my future, because my past is all behind me. Is it a crime to fight for what is mine? Everybody's done. Tell me what's the use in trying. I've been trapped since birth. Cautious, because I'm cursed. And fantasies of my family in the hurts. And they say it's the white man out to fear. But it's my own kind doing all the killing here. I can't lie. Ain't no love for the other side. Jealousy inside. Make a wish to die. Oh, my Lord. Tell me what I'm living for. Everybody's trapped. Got me knocking on heaven's door. And all my memories. 
to seeing brothers bleed and everybody grieves, but still nobody sees. Recollect your thoughts, don't get caught up in the mix, cause the media is full of dirty tricks. Only God can judge me. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Can make it got a body full of bullet holes Rayin' here, nigga, still I can't breathe Something's evil in my IV Cause every time I breathe, I think they're killing me I'm having nightmares, homicidal fantasies I wake up strangling, dangling my bed sheets I call a nurse cause it hurts to reminisce How did it come to this? I wish they didn't miss Somebody help me, tell me where to go from here Cause even thugs cry, but do the Lord care Trying to remember, but it hurts I'm walking through the cemetery, talking to the Love the single simulcast and big easy. 
listening to the Sonicast with my daddy Rashadi. Peace. Yo, I, I I actually tried to avoid talking about this because um, once again, it's something that hits me deep um, and goes back in my family and probably goes back in your family and, you know, if not your family, then a friend of a friend of a friend, um, family, um, I am a reformed proponent or reformed, uh, purveyor of whippings. Um, if you go back in the catalog, you can find a show, uh, on my friend, uh, Corbin Blake's podcast. Uh, it was called the Burberry Lounge. Uh, it features myself and, uh, my good friend Scarfinger and, and Burberry Jones himself. And we're talking about whipping kids, spanking kids. And um, how we went through our family, we never, you know, grew up to be bad people or tried to kill anybody, and how it never um, stopped us from reaching our goals, and uh, how if you don't spank your kids, um, or if you don't whip your kids, um, they're being set up for a greater failure in life. And I truly did believe that. Um, I still believe that uh, the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. But I also have seen that the Bible says that slaves should obey their masters. So, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Um... Not all edicts in the Bible are made to be obeyed. And if you are um, an opponent of uh, whipping and spanking, uh, more power to you. If you're for it, more power to you. I am not saying this in order to turn anybody's opinion or to turn anybody's heads or anything like that. I'm simply saying this to say that I understand both sides. Um, I understand where Adrian Peterson uh, was coming from when he whooped his child. And it pains me to say that I understand where he's coming from. Because in order for me to understand where he's coming from, I have to have been in the same situation, which I was. Um, Had a child with a woman, and then me and the woman split up, and uh, the child did something that put themselves and their friends in danger, and then lied about it, and the child got whooped. Now, when I say that, I'm not trying to make it sound 
better. I'm not trying to gloss over it. I'm not trying to uh, poo-poo it away. And I'm not trying to make anybody laugh by saying the phrase whooped instead of whipped. It's just the way that I was brought up. Please don't judge me any more than you judge yourself. Um, She, yes, it was my daughter, got whooped. And when she got whooped, I explained to her before and after. As a matter of fact, I talked a lot longer than I actually utilized the belt um, about what was going on and the disappointment and why she was being punished. And every step, I told her about everything. I didn't want there to be any misunderstandings or secrets or anything of that nature. And so she got whipped. The reason why I chose to whip my daughter is simply this. I'm a big man. My hands are huge. And my strength is tremendous. I wasn't mad. I wasn't anything. I was more disappointed. And I wasn't doing it with the intention of wounding. I was doing it with the intention of reinforcing a lesson. Um, My daughter uh, cried and uh, I hugged her because, you know, I thought that's what a good father was supposed to do. I hugged her and she went to her room and snuffled some more and then went to sleep and the next day everything was fine um she went back to her mom's house and everything was fine and then one day uh about four or five days later her mom called me and we were talking and i advised her that my daughter had been punished uh for the transgression that she had done and her mom was like what do you mean punished and i said i whipped her And her mom was like, you're joking, right? And I was like, no. So days later, her mom calls the police. And uh, I get arrested for child abuse. Now, when I went to the police department or the the jailhouse, really... um, I told the police exactly what I had done, Um, quite like, again, Adrian Peterson did, because I didn't see any fault in what I had done. I didn't uh, do it to inflict lasting pain or punishment. Um, I was just doing what I had been taught in my life that you have to do with the severest of consequences. And um, they proceeded to place me in a jail cell where I stayed in a holding cell, holding tank before I was uh, transferred and processed. Uh, Luckily, I was bailed out before I was transferred and processed. And um, the case was dismissed by the deputy uh, attorney by the DA by the district attorney I'm sorry and um, I didn't see 
my daughter again for a long time after that. And when I did see her, she was always at a distance. It was supervised visitations. Um, I wasn't allowed to touch her. I wasn't allowed to hug my daughter, hold her hand, anything. And um, that went on for about five or six months. No, no, couldn't have been. Was it? It was at least four months um, that I went without having my daughter in my house. And for those of y'all who knew me before I made this statement, it's not going to sound nearly as insane to the people who don't know me when I say I love my children more than I love almost anything. And I would do anything for my children. But at that time, my mindset was I've got to prepare my children um, to, so then they don't become miscreants out in the real world. A woman came into my house from CPS and investigated my family, asked my wife invasive questions, asked my children how their relationship is with me and with their mom, scared my daughter half out of her life. It's not something we talk about anymore. Your parents whipping you is not the impetus for you whipping your child. Even if that's what you know, it doesn't have to be all you know. For example, my father, as mentioned in a earlier episode, was abusive to my mom. I don't hit my wife. So... I don't have to follow in their footsteps is essentially what I'm saying. And for what it's worth, which isn't much, I only hit my daughter once. I've only whipped her once. It didn't take more than that. Um, and let me tell you without any hesitation and with no hyperbole, that being without my daughter was more heartbreaking than being in jail. By far. But while my daughter was away from me, I was thinking about the life that I was leading or the life that I was showing her as a father. A loving husband a loving father, a good man, but I put weapons, I utilized weapons against her when I, when she thought I was upset, to reinforce my message, and um, I would hurt any man who puts his hands or any weapon near my daughter, 
So why did I have the right? You know? What right did I have to inflict violence upon my child? Sometimes my daughter does things that uh, will just befuddle me, aggravate me, irritate me. Not often. Usually my kids are awesome. But sometimes she'll do something. I'm just like... And now I still get upset. But now... I'll simply talk to her about it. My children are intelligent enough to understand where I'm coming from and to know that what they're doing is not acceptable. And here's what they can do instead. If that's not enough, I will take stuff away. I'll ground you. I'll take stuff but I won't touch my child. It's hard though. In a place where that's what you know and that's what you've been accustomed to, that first time the discipline comes up, it's hard. I'm just being completely honest. Like the first time that something happens and your kid acts brolic, the first child is usually not with the other ones. It's that first child where you realize either this works or this doesn't work. And let me tell you, for me, it didn't work. I saw why parents said that lie about it would hurt me more than it hurt you. Because long after it's done, you're still thinking about how could I have handled that better? I apologize to my daughter for hitting her with the belt. I've never heard anybody apologize for whooping their kid. I wanted to be the first. Um, after lots of court dates, lots of court fees, a punk lawyer, I got my daughter back and everything's good but I have to say that that moment in that moment it was It was scary how much fear was in her eyes and almost pleading with her eyes not to do what I did and it still hurts and haunts me to this day. So I stopped. Gave it up just like that. No more. No more. But I understand. 
growing up in a situation like that, growing up in a household where your mom comes out behind you and says, you know what, whipping is a thing of love. If you get that driven into your head enough, I can understand how you'll start to believe it. And I know that you will continue that on because that's a way of love to you. I understand. I'm not saying I approve. I'm not saying anything. No judgment. I just understand. And I hope you understand what I'm saying where I tell you where I was coming from. I just didn't want my daughter to do it again. I didn't want her to lie to me. I didn't want her to endanger herself. I didn't want her to do any of it again. And um, that's that's it. That's it. Fighting to get my child back, though, that changed my world. And I can tell you right now, Adrian Peterson um, has been, they're trying to block him from seeing his child. He's about to go through what I went through. That'll change you. If he loves his child, which he does, nobody's doubting that. It's going to break him down. And he's going to make a change. Again, though, I want to say this with this statement. Don't act like you don't know people who whip their kids. Don't get on that high horse and act like you've never been in that situation. If you have ever spanked a child, whipped a child, anything, and stopped, kudos to you. But if you've never been in any situation and you're just on the outside looking in, just temper the judgment because it is a regional, cultural thing. I'm not saying it's a black thing. I know plenty of white folks who get their ass whooped on a consistent basis. But it's an area thing. And there's a lot of things that are popping up where folks are like, you know what, I didn't have a problem with that until last week. As a matter of fact, I was reading in Deadspin that Sports Nation put up a poll um, where they were asking if Adrian Peterson should be uh, reinstated for abusing his child. And um, like 60% of the people said yes. Then the uh, Vikings deactivated him and the uh, 
Sports Nation did another ad where they said, should they have deactivated Adrian Peterson? And everybody said yes. So it's like, which one, you know? Which one are we looking for? Is this just a mob mentality? Is this a, a movement? I'm not trying to push you in either direction. I whipped my child. I lost my child. I got my child back. I will never do it again. With any of them. Ever. But I understand. I understand what it did for me. uh, Being whooped. I understand the situations that I was in that uh, put me in a place where I was where I, where I was whooped, and honestly, I still feel like I deserved it. I, I feel like I deserved it, and I will never say anything bad about my mom for doing so. I remember once I um, went to a friend's house when I was like eight friend had a new video game I went over there to play his video game and I stayed over there till like 8.30 p.m. got out of school went straight to his house played video games till 8.30 p.m. didn't call my mom didn't think about calling my mom didn't think about contacting anybody did not just thought about that video game single focus video game new video game gotta play and it wasn't even a good video game yo it was Buster Douglas boxing Big fat ass Buster Douglas for the Sega Genesis, and I went to this kid's house. Don't even remember his name anymore. I don't. Showed up at his house, played video games, ate dinner, did not call, went home, 8:30 p.m. Oh, look at the helicopter. Helicopter is going overhead at my grandma's house where we were staying at the time. Walk into the house like nothing's happened. People are walking up and down the block. People are walking through the neighborhood. I'm like, okay, people walk through the neighborhood all the time anyway. Walk right past all of them, not think about anything. Walk into the house, walk up to my mom, say, hi, mom. Realize when she tells me, thank God. Well, she didn't even tell me. She just ran outside and said, thank you, Lord. My son is home. Everybody, my son is home. That the police, the helicopter, the people walking the streets, they were all looking for me. And then it dawned on me, right, I've been missing for six hours. No calls, no nothing. I deserved every bit of the whooping that I got that evening. I deserved that. And when I think back on the whoopings I got, I can tell you I deserved them. And I can also tell you that after I got them, I never did them again. I never made the mistake twice. It didn't make me meek. It didn't make me scared. It didn't make me tremble. It didn't make me dislike my mom. It didn't make me do anything. Whoopings made me stronger. 
They used to joke about it in church. They used to joke about it everywhere. But it was really like this in church. If I whoop you and you call the police on me, you better call the police on me when I get back because I'm doing it again. Nobody had a problem with it. But then again, back in the day, nobody had a problem with football either. Nobody had a problem with helmet-to-helmet collisions. Nobody had a problem with their kid playing Pop Warner. And then we got educated. And we saw the pitfalls of football. We saw what happens to the to the brains of these players. We saw how they were dying and losing their memory and being injured and debilitated way before their time. And now we've made a change. And the same thing is happening with disciplining your child. I understand that we are all standing here saying we were fine, we came up okay, but here's the statistics, people. It's in front of us. And when I see that and what I went through and losing out on my daughter, I'm not doing it anymore. Now, I'm not telling you what to do, and I hope you believe me. Dear God, Lord, please. I'm just saying that for me, I chose to hang the belt up. I put the shoes away, I hung the belt up, I don't have any switches, I don't have any race car tracks, I don't have any extension cords, I don't have any butcher knives, I don't have any wood, I don't have any anything. I'm not touching my kids. I won't whip them. Instead, I talk to them, tell them what's going on, and then decide a punishment. You know what's funny? When I was a kid, this is funny, funny. When I was a kid, we used to hope we got whooped. We longed for a whipping. Uh, uh, Against getting grounded? Yeah, I'll take that whipping. Because we used to say, and I'm sure you heard it too, so say it with me, a whipping only lasts a few minutes. I will take that and go right back outside instead of being grounded for three weeks. We weren't programmed. Wasn't anything like that. I just simply did not want to be in a situation where I'm missing out on life. So just whoop me and get it out the way. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, it hurts. So does a shot. But you know what? I'm an adult now. I'm grown. I make the decisions in my house. I'm the president. And the first thing that I realize is that if I train my child up the way they're supposed to go at a very early age, they will not stray from it. And so with that, I have taught them how to act. I have shown them the way. No issues. None. So, 
Again, if you have any questions or concerns or anything like that, if you want to chop it up with me, that's just fine. I'm on Twitter as Rashani, R-A-S-H-A-N-I-I. I'm on Facebook. The single simulcast page is Facebook's backslash single simulcast. Go to either one. Hit me up. Leave a comment. Let me know. I will chop it up with you. I have nothing to hide. I've been on both sides of the coin. Seen both sides of it. Been on one side of it getting whipped. And don't get it twisted. I still believe that for a little kid, a sharp pop on the knuckles will change their life. Just a quick pat, no. That will change their life. But at the same time, I still picture it in my mind. I still picture it the same way that when a dog acts up, you hit a dog on their nose. And I will not allow myself to compare my child to a puppy. So see, I got these conflicting things in my mind about discipline. But when it's all said and done, in my house, it doesn't go down like that no more. It can go down in your house like that all you want. I'm not going to judge you. Use a grown-ass man, dog, or use a grown woman. We'll be right back. This single simulcast. Batman, spin the beach. I'm Kijan. I'm Kenny. I'm Devin. And this is single simulcast. <laughs> Rockefeller. First step. J. Lupe. Yeah. Uh. And so it seems that I'm sewing jeans and verse 15 is just a sewing machine. So I cut the pattern and I sew it seams and button and it's hustling and publicly I'm buddy lead. There's no busting them and cuffing them. It's like ushering in the machine. They want me to make Prince pants, but I withstand. I ain't gotten into that. A little big in the waist, two pocket on the back. Call them new vines. OG's covered in blue dot. Give them the game. That's like giving chocolate to the fat. Look, how you think I got here? That's the same game that came through where I live as a kid in the bad luck truck and threw boxes off the back. Made me a ripper, deliver like river. Content a little more thicker, slicker, yeah. And they said oil and water don't mix. Now they all down at the beach washing off the fish. Was Blackbeard till I brought the rock into your ships, yeah. It's my life. Everything I do. Tell a proper, proper. Sag so low, you can see boxer, like a boxer's. 
That's the way that the family's pants won't Don't be sly and try and put them on The stones in the pocket to drag you down to Davy Jones locker Beware if you wanna rock the Knickerbocker Or the nigga from the block what They were selling O's like well a fortune Of imported cocaine just to feel important It was do or die, they was tired of being poor pimps Not for sure, that was just a product of my common sense I guess I was just guessing like the consonants Mama said beware what the devil do Tell them that your soul's not for sale like the W's So go ahead and pirate the highest Cannons make it leak like pirated my shit It's no shit It's just shit like quiet And big homies out of retirement It's my life Everything I do Mighty than the sword, my lord. My first picture was a lineup. Now I'm on the Forbes. Uh, and I still remain an artiste through these all. If you force my hand, I'll be forced to draw. If the war calls for war halls, hope you got enough space on your hall's walls. I make niggas mirrors, then escape the bureaus. Investigation out in Europe on vacation. I'm back for these puppies with the pound boy. Here's a round boy. Down boy, sound boy, you don't wanna sound clash, loud noise, leave niggas paranoid, if not paralyzed. Which means you can't walk in my shoes. Too much green, you can't talk in my hue. Spin the team, nigga, holla at Moon. First and 15, that's my cue. Rude. I'm also black, sexy, geeky, and mental. And you are listening to Single Simulcast. Rock on, cool kids. Try to hit you with the old wapi till I got flashed by the paparazzi. Dang, these niggas got me. 
I hate these niggas more As than I'm not. Call, I know you love to show off, but I never thought that you would take it this far. What do I know? We hardly talk, I was doing my thing I know I was fair, baby, hey, babe Lately, you've been all on my brain And if somebody would have told me a month ago Front and oh, yo, I wouldn't want to know If somebody would have told me a year ago It'd go get this difficult Feeling like Katrina with no FEMA Like Martin with no Gina Like a flight with no visa First class with the seat back I still see ya In my past You on the other side of the glass Of my memories museum I'm just saying Hey Mona Lisa Come home You know you can't roam without Caesar I know you love to show off But I never thought That you would take it this far What do I know Simulcast, Batman, Rashani. Um, episode 158. <laughs> if you're mad at me, if you have any comments, hey, just keep in mind, only God can judge me. So, um, 
I've been living my life um, dealing with the fact that as it stands, men are going to often be the aggressors in a situation or are going to be looked at as the aggressor in a situation. Nowhere more than in family court. Um, it's hard for a man to get a fair shake in family court, uh, even if the other person in the dispute is on drugs or inherently wrong or anything. If they can show any sign of uh, being on the right track, uh, chances are the man is not going to um, get the results they're hoping for. Often it's just quite the uh, reverse, that even though the woman shows fault or an issue, the man is still uh, told that he was not acceptable either. And generally, in child abuse cases, um, it tends to be men who are uh, vilified or mentioned. Um, I take that back, because I've seen a lot of uh, fucked up shit done by women. Um, women killing their children, uh, women starving and abandoning their children, women mistreating their stepchildren. I've seen the gamut or read about the gamut in newspapers, but it's a woman uh, in Pennsylvania uh, named Delicia Salter who beat her son. If you just heard the last part, you heard me speak about how conflicted I am about the idea of spankings. Not so much whippings anymore. Spankings and whippings. And then there's beatings. And this woman... Her ex-boyfriend uh, came to her house to uh, get his son and found out that she had been abusing their son. Um, you know what? I, I can't. Let's just go ahead and you can hear the video for yourself. Open the door, yo. 
Open the door, y'all. You heard my son, y'all. Open the door, y'all. favorite movie said that and it always stuck with me I know that there are women who have absolutely no maternal connection to their kids I know that there are women who don't 
want to have their kids. I know that there are women who feel like there are kids who ruin their lives. I know that there are women who wish that their kids would just go away. I know that there are women who do horrible things to their children. I know that there are women who wish horrible things upon their family so then they could be free or do whatever they want to do and they feel like their kids are the reason why they've lost their freedom and all this kind of stuff. You don't. You don't. And you don't. And that may sound hypocritical after what I was just talking about, about whipping my child, but this was a full-on beating. This child was lying on the bed with large bruising and bleeding wounds to his head and face. Um, she told the cops that he had fallen into things, tried to tell the cops that his dad pushed the TV down on top of him. They said that uh, he had bleeding wounds to his head and his face. That he had tears inside of his mouth from an object being shoved into, with great force into his mouth. Um, the child was suffered from multiple injuries over a period of time. And it just... His son, the child, was 10 months old, 11 months old at that point. There is nothing in the world that an 11-month-old can do that will make me want to hit him. Period. Period. 11 months old year and under they don't even recognize what you're saying to them I mean they recognize what you're saying I'm not saying that they're like stupid I'm just saying that they are literally just finding out what the fuck the different colors flash in front of their faces and what they're just learning how to crawl and 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 and, and gargle and babble and steady themselves when they hold on to something and they're creeping and they're, you know, they're helpless. And she beat an 11-month-old child. In her statement to his father, David Bryant, was, oh well, and I don't care. I told you to come and get him. I have or had a friend who's uh, who had a son with a woman that he ended up not being able to stand. It happens. It happens a lot. And um, 
he was talking to this woman one day and um, they were discussing picking up his child from her and um, one thing led to another and basically her bottom line was fuck you I'm gonna leave him outside I'm gonna leave you I'm gonna leave him outside you can pick him up when you get ready I was with him that day this isn't an urban legend this isn't hearsay this isn't speculative this is I was there with him when he said you're joking right and she said no I'm not you can uh, come and pick him up he'll be outside he was two and he literally he literally was left outside on the front porch in a in a car seat and my friend banged on the door to try and talk to the child's mom and she never answered and I actually had to convince him to just walk away just leave and in hindsight maybe I shouldn't have maybe I shouldn't have but it was like there was no steps that could be taken at that point in time in my mind and I was like you've got your child so you're you got what you need to get you've got your son so I've seen people act absolutely foolish in the midst of custody situations or in the midst of anger or in the midst of I just don't want this kid around me anymore but that never affords the right you should not This 11-month-old is looking at his mother. He's looking at God while she is raining blows upon him because I can only speculate because she called his dad to pick him up and he said that he was busy because she wanted to go to the club that night because she brought the club home to her child. Just give the child up. If you don't want the child, give the child up. The father obviously wants the child. Give the child up. Sign over your rights. Move on with your life. Apparently, she also has a four-year-old. I'm hoping that the four-year-old's okay. I mean, the thing about it is, Mr. Bryant, the gentleman who was taping the uh, recording the video, also went to jail. 
for uh, neglect. There's a petition to get him out. Mother is the name.
So, uh, like I said earlier, I alluded to it earlier. Um, another NFL player has been dismissed. Um, Jonathan Dwyer uh, headbutted his wife and broke her nose after she refused his sexual advances and punched her in the face the next day, police said on Thursday. The details surfaced in a law enforcement report a day after Dwyer was arrested on aggravated assault charges and deactivated from all team activities after he was taken into custody at the Cardinals practice facility and headquarters in Tempe. He spent a night in jail and made a brief court appearance before being released on bail early on Thursday. Dwyer was arrested on Wednesday for investigation and two altercations that occurred at his Phoenix residence. His wife left the state after the incidents but came forward a week ago after Dwyer apparently sent suicidal text messages including a photo of a knife. In the first encounter, police say Dwyer attempted to kiss and undress his wife, but she refused. Someone who heard the argument reported the assault to police who showed up at the apartment but did not make an arrest. Dwyer hid in the bathroom and the wife said she hadn't been assaulted and denied he was in the home because of running back threatened to kill himself in front of her and their child if she told police about the assault, police said. The next day, Dwyer punched his wife with a closed fist on the left side of her face, according to police. He also punched walls and threw a shoe at his 17-month-old son, who was not injured, police said. As his wife tried to call police, Dwyer grabbed her cell phone and threw it down from the home second story. Witnesses told police that Dwyer's wife said, I'm calling the police, as she held her swollen face and clutched her son. During his police interview on Wednesday, Dwyer acknowledged hiding in the bathroom when police responded to the first argument and sending a photo of a knife with suicidal threats. Dwyer denied committing an assault though he acknowledged that he punched walls in his home through a phone and that his wife bit his lip during the disputes, according to the police report. As he was released from jail on Thursday, he said he never hurt his son. my wife the wedding vows were uh, pretty easily stated and I don't think that they've changed I don't um, to having to hold uh, through better or worse till death do us part sickness and health I will honor and cherish you for all of my days maybe that was what I said to her I don't know if that was part of what the judge was saying or what I was saying at no point does it say I own your body at no point does it say I am allowed the opportunity to undress you for you. 
At no point does it say, I am the man and you will submit to me. Google it. If you have questions, feel free. Google it. Look it up. It does not say any of that. So, this ass, this asshole. tried to undress his wife and kiss her but she refused so he thought that the next best thing to do would be to headbutt her seriously that was the next idea that was that was what was on his list is I'm doing this next I'm gonna do this now I'm going to hurt her watch you don't believe me just watch I don't get the logic in hurting your uh, significant other I don't I never have and I never will and here's the thing that Maybe doesn't there's no going back. That's always been the way that I've I felt about it. There's no going back. Like you put your hands on your significant other, there's no going back. You can't make things the way that they were before they found out that you were abusive. There's no going back. Like I said before, I felt horrible um, for convincing my mom that her and my dad needed to be together again. Horrible. Because once he put his hands on her, there was no going back. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So this guy tries to force, for lack of a better term, tries to force himself upon his wife. She says no. He headbutts her. He headbutts her. Come on now. When she calls the police, as she should do, as she should have done, as I'm glad she did. psychologically abuses her after physically abusing her by saying that he would kill himself in front of her and their child. If you call the police, I'm going to kill myself in front of our child, thereby scarring them for life. 
So she told the cops that nothing happened and that they could go. The next morning, he got up and continued to abuse her. And that's when she called the police for herself. She left the state. The child is with her. He's hopefully in jail still. And deactivated from the team. And I applaud all of that because fuck him. I don't know if you remember this, but I have no regard for anyone who abuses a woman. I can't. I don't have any funny anecdotes. I don't have any uh, thing to link back to it. All I can say is this dude is a literal piece of shit. And um, I truly hope that he never gets his career back. Somebody had asked me to what degree are the teams or the NFL socially responsible or accountable for this situation because the NFL and its member teams have one obligation to deliver a quality product to its consumers. That means they are responsible to ensure that the game is played in a competitive manner by people with unequal skill in the game. That's it. The NFL and its member teams have zero social responsibility. If you want to look at firing somebody, look at the district attorney's office that accept the pretrial diversion deal in the Ray Rice situation. Each individual player has their own individual responsibility to behave according to the law or face the consequences outlined by the law. And while I'm like, okay, that's your opinion, my opinion is still this. I hit my wife and the police are called I'm losing my job my job has a responsibility to uh, its customers to its clientele to its business partners to not accept that sort of activity on their from their employees. You understand what I'm saying? That's my job's responsibility. Zero tolerance. That's what it's called. If I hit somebody in my office, I'm going home and I'm not coming back. Do you understand where I'm coming from with that? Zero. Zilch. No tolerance. NFL has had a lot of issues with domestic violence 
a lot. That's not even speaking on Javon Belcher shooting his girl, his baby mama, and then committing suicide. A lot. So for them to finally realize that this is something important when the public tells them that it's something important is sad to me. There's a Grantland article that runs down all of the domestic violence that's happened in the NFL over the years. From like 2005 on out. how the NFL didn't even do anything about it. Sometimes they went to court, pled guilty, got sentenced. Did not get suspended. I mean, let's talk about the way the courts are failing. People get like three months for domestic violence. months man think about how long three months is seriously three months has passed before you even know it three months is 12 podcasts 12 episodes of single simulcast By the time I finish 12 episodes, a dude will be getting out of jail for putting hands on his girl. I'm saying, Terrell Suggs punched his girlfriend, now his wife, dragged her alongside the car, uh, he had to hand over his guns because they had reasonable grounds to believe that the person seeking protective order against him had been abused. Uh, before that, he had spilled bleach on her and her son. He had given her busted lips, broken noses, black eyes, and bruises. The accusations were reported extensively in 2009 and 2012, and he was never suspended. Eventually, if you continue to turn a deaf ear towards wrong, somebody else is going to hear it. Just because you turn a deaf ear doesn't mean somebody else doesn't hear it. And when they hear it, then you have to double back. And that's what the NFL is doing now. They're doubling back. They're trying to save themselves. But I'm telling you right now, in my court, Jonathan Dwyer, Terrell Suggs, Ray Rice, uh, shit, Ray Carruth. I mean, Willie Middlebrooks, Greg Hardy, uh, Ray McDonald, all of them, all of them, all nine of the players who were arrested in 2005 for domestic abuse. Even Brad Hawkins, who's the only one who got arrested and suspended, he got suspended for a game. BTW. 
they all have no love for me. One in four women will be a victim of domestic violence in their life. One in four. Yeah. I mean, like, I gotta be like the pioneer to this shit, you know? I, I, I was popping that Chris Dow and a lot of y'all niggas thought it was being shit, you know? Wearing that platinum shit when all y'all chicks thought it was silver and shit. I, I gotta really be the pioneer of this shit, man. Bottom line. I'ma show y'all how to do it. Check. Yo, I spit that other shit. That's a nice motherfucker shit. Fed time, follow me around. Do you cover shit, nigga? You bear money. I'm all year money. I'm popping, you ain't gotta count it. It's all live money. I never change money, cause niggas got strange money. Knocked up, marked up, fucked up in the game money. I got bail money. Double XL money. You got flash now, but time will reveal money. I spit the hottest shit. You need it, I got it shit. That downside master P about it, about it shit. I got blood money. Straight up thug money. That brown paper bag under your mattress, drug money. You got show dough, little to no dough. Sell a bunch of records and you still owe dough. I got 996 plus four modo. You crazy, you bougazy. I'm loco with dough, popo. Young cats acting like they slung caps, all in they dumb raps, talking about how they fun stacks. When I see them in the street, I don't see none of that. Damn, Playboy, what the fuck is the hum ass? Where's all the ice with all the platinum under that? Those ain't Rolex diamonds, what the fuck you done to that? That rapping ass niggas, y'all funny to me. You selling records being you, but still you wanna be me. I guess for every buck you make, it's like a hundred for me. And still you running around thinking you got something on me. But I done did it, and y'all wanna take my flow and run with it. That's cool, I was the first one with it. Original, jiggers the future, flow, digital. Still busting a gap when shit gets critical. Sit it down, I don't want y'all to get it confused. I rip it down, like I ain't got nothing to lose. Niggas all struck. Your single was 99 cents. Mine was four bucks. Last year, when niggas thought it was all up. But this year, I've done it again. Jigger, what the fuck? Niggas stopped whining. Jigger, still shining. Niggas kept complaining, so I cop more diamonds. Rock more Versace. Ain't nothing sweet. I still throw a tree in your body. Flee in the party. Y'all can't go with me. No, nope. flow with me. Bet 50. Not dollars either. I bought some dough with me. I flow like the five series in various areas and blow holes in your weak niggas' theories. It's funny how one verse could fuck up the game. You bought a 4.0, you better get your change. Ain't no platinum in those Cartiers, switch your frames. Ain't no manicures on board, then switch your planes. Pull up in your 4.0 with your bitch. I pull up in the 4.0.
26 on my bitch, she bangs, bumping some other shit, you know, some other shit, you probably hop on my dick right there, right in front of your bitch, ask me some stupid shit like, yo, yo dog, what's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6, like 30 to 40 grand cocksucker beat it. <laughs>
So I'm assuming I missed something because um, Jennifer Lopez put out a song called Booty in 2014 called Booty. Uh, doesn't include the uh, Booty Warrior who likes syrup. You know, it, it, it it's nothing like that. It's about uh, how big booties are beautiful. And I just want to say, honestly, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, Jennifer Lopez has always had what I like to call an impressive posterior. Um, from when she was young, Jenny, on the block to now, uh, according to this video. And in this song, which is about glorification of the booty, the person she chose to have on the song with her is Iggy Azalea. I got a problem with that. I mean, it's quite often we say that white folks have appropriated many of uh, black cultures, uh, ideologies, and, 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 and trends and styles. Um, some of that is valid. Some of it can be argued down to a misdemeanor. But one thing that was always of us was the big butt. That was a black thing. It was a Hispanic thing. Uh, up until the early to mid 90s, I would say, maybe late 90s, white folks weren't nearly as enamored with large butts big butts as black folks and Hispanics and um, it troubles me that this song comes out in 2014 and the first person that Jennifer Lopez thinks to have on it isn't another Hispanic person it isn't a black person hell to me it isn't even a person with a big booty it's Iggy Azalea um now I realize that folks tend to think that you know if a white person doesn't utilize it or if a white person doesn't endorse it then it, it doesn't exist and it's not real but can we look past the imagined asses of Miley Cyrus and Iggy Azalea and, and even to that extent Nicki Minaj because folks are still saying that maybe hers is fake can we show some love to 
Beyonce. Damn it. Damn it, people. Beyonce put out a song called Bootylicious back in like 2004, 2003. And it was just glorious. Tony Braxton. Can we can we have her on the track? Can we get shit? Janet Jackson. Can we get Miss Jackson on the track? She's nasty. Miss Jackson. Does it is it because she's the new hot person of the the moment? Is that what happened? Did Jennifer Lopez really just look past every black person? And find the one white girl in rap and say, I want you to come on here with me and talk about booties? Am I the only one who finds that insulting? not trying to you know get on anybody about this but black folks have always 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 been about that booty Shaft says it is my civic duty to please that booty it's like I don't I don't understand. I don't even know too many white guys now who chase after the booty. To be completely honest with you, be completely forthcoming. I don't. I, 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 I can't really think about, or I can't really think of too many white women. I mean, I've seen white women with butts, but they tend to attract black guys. Even Iggy. Nick Young. I'm just saying, if you're going to act like this is something brand new and you are going to leave black folks out of it completely, if that is your whole idea, if that's what your whole thing is, At least, I don't know, choose somebody better than Iggy, please. I mean, haven't you ever heard of King Magazine? We've been worshiping butts since, since, since. King Magazine is the best magazine in the history of ever, dog. Seriously. King Magazine was nothing but beautiful black women. What about Trina? Can you have her? Can you put her on your rap, J-Lo? You're both old as fuck. Could you? I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there was a reason why J-Lo didn't want anybody black on the video with her where she's talking about big butts. Maybe that's why she didn't want 
Okay, Michelle's singing back up on it. Maybe, maybe that's why. I don't know. I mean, if you want somebody who looks white, shit, have Amber Rose walk through the video. But doggone it. Iggy Azalea? Iggy will never, ever, ever be it. Not now. Not a couple months from now. Not a year from now. And that video, I don't mean to, I don't mean to hurt feelings. But in that video, she doesn't even look like she got booty. It's like it's a waste. Why would you put that butt up against J-Lo's butt? That's like Brandy being in the video with Monica. They're talking about the boy is mine, and the boy cuts them off, and he's like, no, really, I'm Monica's. I mean, I'm looking at this video, and I, I see something. With J-Lo, I see it. With Iggy, I'm searching. I'm looking for something that may not really be there. And it's like, why? I don't know. I'm disappointed in this video. I thought I was disappointed in Anaconda, but I was disappointed in Anaconda because of the dumbass lyrics and what it presents to my daughters. I mean, booty is no better for what it presents to my daughters, but let's be fucking honest, J-Lo gets no play on the radio. Maybe now that Iggy is there, she'll get play on the radio, but I haven't heard her, and I hope not to. Nicki Minaj's Anaconda, I hear on the radio, that song is dumb just to be dumb but her ass you can't deny her ass so for you to deny the opportunity of having her on this video says something I'm just not sure what it says yet When you figure it out, hit me up. 916-572-9016. Single simulcast at gmail.com. Rashani on Twitter. Single simulcast on Twitter. No space. Um, Go on my uh, Stitcher page. Leave a review. Thumbs up. Let me know what you think about these past couple episodes. Um, Go on my Podomatic page. Follow it. You know, I just, I thank y'all for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I really want to know what's on y'all's minds. So, let me know. Hit me back. This single simulcast. I'm Rashani. That's Batman Wild. We're out. Peace. Single simulcast. Don't know about now, did you say?